When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Have you seen all the holiday decorations already out in stores? Well, that's not all. Black Friday deals are already here. Later in this episode, I'm going to tell you which ones I think you should snatch up now and what are your deadlines that you should be looking at to buy for Christmas. But first, it's time for my favorite part of the week, hearing your posts and Clark Stinks. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. So, again, you you can post at Clark.com slash Clark Stinks, but we have closed the form and our questions form temporarily because we are taking next week off. So that will generate its own Clark Stinks. You got to have time that. off, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's for my anniversary. Happy anniversary to you and Lane. 26th wedding anniversary. Wow. And so... Poor woman has not figured it out yet, so <laughs> give her some time. She'll she'll come to her senses. All right. Well, here are your Clark stinks. I detect a slight odor to the water in Clark's segment on, segment on bottled water. He discussed how expensive it is versus tap water and also water filtering of home tap water. Clark mentioned the Brita filter pitchers but never mentioned home filtration systems. We stopped buying spring water years ago when we installed an under-the-counter reverse osmosis system, which has three different filters that get changed at different intervals. We use our special spout for our drinking water and even for cooking and washing produce. I was shocked he didn't mention those home systems that are easily bought at stores like Home Depot and self-installed. These systems don't require refilling of pitchers that take space in a fridge. Jennifer. Jennifer, you're so right. That was a fail on my part, and that is a wonderful way also to avoid the uh, money down the drain for bottled water of any kind, and I love that you followed up with this suggestion. A caller asked about how he was losing his rainy day fund to inflation, and you just said that's the price of doing business. For someone who's in a good place financially, I think there's a better option than just having twenty to $60,000 sitting in a savings account. For myself, my six-month expenses are about thirty k. I keep five k in my checking account, and I have three credit cards that run a near-zero balance that I can also use if a true emergency comes up. I have the rest of my rainy day fund in a taxable investment account. Although it will take a few days to get that money, it'll be easily accessible if the situation came up where I lost my job and needed to dip into it to pay bills for three to six months. I know it's common advice to have a six-month rainy day fund just sitting around, but I think mine is a much better option as many people will likely never need to truly deplete that fund over many years 
where the money can be growing instead of just depreciating. Ben. Ben, thank you. And your perspective is one that other people share. So let me tell you, Ben, where I come from on the idea of having a good chunk of money available in savings or savings equivalents. If you are virtually 100% invested, if you are somebody who is an investor, what happens, uh, behavioral economics would say, what happens is that when the market goes through a deep slide, there are a lot of people who go into panic mode and because they're so heavily, overwhelmingly exposed in investments, they sell into the, the teeth of real severe market losses. The advantage of having a good cash cushion, even though it is eroded by inflation, having that cash cushion, is that it means that when markets go through their inevitable uh, declines and from time to time more than a correction of bear market, that you can chill because you have money available that is there to carry you if you do have a problem. Now, obviously, Ben, you're one of the people who behavioral economics is not about. You seem like you're really cool on this, that if the market was declining at the same time you lost your job, you would just say, I will, and sell what you needed to to live on. Most people can't process that way. You mentioned that after a data breach, now someone had your checking information. Doesn't everyone you write a check to have your checking information? Don't you, Your account number and your routing number are on every single check you write, Dale. Dale, you are so right. It is completely true. And writing a check is giving an invitation to someone who is dishonest to have the information to engage in fraud against your account and steal money. And so that is absolutely true. In the case of a data breach, like the one where the criminals apparently have my checking account information, my routing numbers, all that, the difference is those are people that what they got up in the morning to do was to steal. And having that breach occur means that I am extra exposed. Normally, when you write checks, you are creating a danger every time you write a check. But it's kind of random because usually the people you're paying are not people who got up that morning trying to figure out how they were going to steal money from other people. But your point's uh, very solid, and that's why paying bills by credit card, as so many can now be paid by credit card, is a significant advantage. You told a lady to go to the airline's webpage to avoid resolving a booking problem at the airport. I've never, ever resolved a complex booking problem without talking to a human being. Thomas. Thomas, thank you. And there are situations that are going to be impossible to resolve on an airline's app or on its website. But in the event of these uh, massive flight cancellations that have rippled through the airline industry twice now with Southwest Airlines, the ugly spirit problems that went on for a while, American Airlines had a really bad one earlier this year. In each of those cases, when it's involving a flight cancel, trying to reach somebody is an exercise in frustration. And if you can solve it on an airline's app by finding a new alternative flight, 
or on an airline's website. In either case, if you're able to find that alternative flight, it may help you avoid an incredible wait time. Um, There was a story recently about Delta Airlines that is testing a new artificial intelligence system when people call on the phone, and apparently it's not ready for prime time, and people just start screaming at the phone because the system does not seem to understand at all what people are trying to do. And so you cannot substitute machinery for humans all the time. And obviously, if somebody does pick up the phone to call an airline, they called not to talk to a computer. They called to talk with a human. I'm shocked you, the diehard Costco fan, are not endorsing the Costco car buying program. I thought I bought a new car last year through Costco and I had the best experience. The price was set and they delivered the vehicle to my house. Tell your brother-in-law this is the way to go to avoid the painful dealership experience. Love your show, Emily. Emily, my brother-in-law is not a Costco member. What? Oh what my a gosh. perfect gift to Seriously, give Seriously, I cannot believe you have not gifted that to all of your relatives at this point. And he lives walking distance from a Costco. What? Yeah. Clark. Yeah, he's, uh, as they like to say, co-located. The Costco's right there. (laughs) So, yes, the Costco car buying program has been incredibly successful because the way the Costco program works, just so you know, they work out arrangements with a single dealer for each brand in each market. So that that dealer knows that they will get a huge volume of uh, potential customers. Costco's membership is a much higher income membership base than anybody else pretty much has in retail. And so they're very desired by the dealers. And the dealers cannot play games with the Costco shopper because if they do, Costco fires the dealership from the program, not from one single complaint, but if there's a trend, they'll fire that dealership. So yes, the Costco car buying program is a relatively pain-free way to buy a new vehicle. On a recent podcast, you listed the J.D. Power's new car reliability scores. You mentioned that Tesla was one of the car makers that was at the bottom of the report. Clark, you should know this. Tesla does not share with J.D. Powers any owner information. Therefore, Tesla will always be at the bottom because they have no or very limited data. It seems like this is disingenuous on J.D. Powers' part for even listing Tesla at all. Jim. Jim, there's a thing about Teslas that even a Tesla driver like me, if you say anything negative about Tesla, people get really upset uh, who are really into Tesla. Um, The reality is... J.D. Power does uh, have registration information on who owns Teslas and sends people at random for all brands surveys on their initial ownership experience and what I think is more important, their three-year ownership cycle. Tesla, unfortunately, has problems in final assembly where the fit and finish is not what it should be, the paint job's not what it should be, But I will tell you, as a longtime Tesla driver, one of the original early pioneers of driving a Tesla, it's the most fun thing out there. And warts and all, 
because I know that Tesla has these quality issues, but it's a virtually unique experience driving a Tesla. When you talk about reward cards, you always mention 2% cards as the highest available. The last I checked, 2.5% is better. Do your listeners a favor and mention the Alliant Credit Union Visa. It rewards 2.5% up to $10,000 per month and 1.5% thereafter with no annual fee. Brian. Brian, thank you. And they're a very loyal customers for this card because we had a Clark Stinks about this last month too about the Alliant Credit Union Visa. You think about people that are charging $10,000 or more a month for a card. These are people who typically may own their own business or have a lot of money, and getting the maximum reward back on that spending is what the Alliant Credit Union Visa does. Clark, you stated the surge of gas prices is a result from one thing, the pandemic. Your listeners know and deserve better than this. The higher gas prices are a result of multiple factors. The pandemic energy futures market, which is very forward-looking, just like you tell us, referenced the equities market, the current executive branch policies toward fossil fuels, and wanting to focus on cleaner alternative energy. Clark refuses to tell his listeners the whole truth because someone may have their feelings hurt. Clark, pull up your big boy pants and be totally transparent about why gas prices continue to rise or don't talk about it and only give partial truth. Your friend, Mark. Mark, I wanted to tell you that uh, I, I don't think I've said that the rise in gas prices is all the pandemic, but several of the factors affecting the, the prices and the supply are pandemic-related from the early part of the pandemic when a lot of exploration was abandoned and a lot of production was abandoned, when oil prices went negative in the United States and went to way below the cost of production in much of the world. And so once that's happened, it's hard to get that supply cranking again. The high prices that are going on right now are generating more exploration and more production. It's how the cycle works with oil and then in turn refined gasoline. Now, the issue you raise, which is the Biden administration being hostile to the production of oil and gasoline, and it is true that the hope of the Democrats is that we go to alternative energies of all types instead of producing fossil fuels. But that is aspirational. I'm not aware of changes in any laws that have led that to be an issue right now on supply. And, you know, oil producers here in the United States and around the world are capitalists. And they want to make money. And right now the marketplace is signaling with these very high prices per barrel of oil that there's a great financial incentive to get out there and produce that oil, and that's just what they'll do moving forward. Um, as for uh, not putting, not wanting to hurt anybody's feelings, hey, listen, <laughs> the, the transition in energy for the world, for the United States and the world, is going to be messy because the money that producers have can only stretch so far. 
And unless more money is devoted to the energy sector, companies one by one, not as a collective, but one by one, will be looking at alternative ways of generating future profits rather than being all in on exploration of traditional forms of energy. So, Mark, I'm looking forward to your response, to my response to you at Clark.com slash Clark Stinks. And remember that you cannot add a Clark Stinks right now. You got to wait a week because I'm taking a vacation straight ahead. Speaking of the big vacation, the holiday season is just around the corner. But this year, Christmas shopping already began. I'm going to fill you in on what the bargains are and what the bargain schedule is going to be. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Christmas shopping season has been morphing for the last many years to spread the sales calendar out. And this happened because there was an intense inefficiency for retailers and for shoppers with the very concentrated shopping period of Black Friday weekend. Then the pandemic pushed the forces forward for change for the Christmas shopping season. And last year was really a better viewpoint of what Christmas is like this year and likely in future years. And here we are, We're not even at Halloween, and the sales are already underway. Best Buy having a sale going on where they guarantee that there will not be lower prices on the items of the Black Friday guarantee from each of their sales cycles, that whatever you see will be the lowest price that item is offered through the Black Friday season. Next week, Lowe's launches its Black Friday holiday sale, and Lowe's this year is doing a lot of Black Friday selling online. Historically, Lowe's and Home Depot have both been much more about going to the physical store, and both have steadily been pivoting to selling more and more goods online, and Lowe's is going to have a steady diet of sales starting this next week, and will continue through the holiday season. But this is what I want you to know. The biggest deals are going to be done before we ever see the end of November. 
want to explain what Walmart is doing. Walmart is calling theirs Black Friday Deals for Days. As much money as they have, couldn't they come up with more pithy kind of <laughs> names? But anyway, their first sale starts online on November 3rd. Then it rotates to in stores on November 7th. November 5th, I'm sorry. Then their next one starts on the 10th. And each of them have a variety of items on sale at the kind of prices you used to see Thanksgiving or in the wee hours of Black Friday. And now you're going to see these early in the month. Online, getting first dibs on a lot of the sales at Walmart. You hearing a pattern? But wait, there's more. <laughs> Walmart has the little known by most people, Walmart Plus. And I'll tell you, I've been using Walmart Plus for many months, and I love it. It is their version of Amazon Prime without having the free video and free music and free audio books and free this and free that. It's all about free shipping, free delivery of groceries and stuff. And it's $12.95 a month or $98 a year. So they're trying to get people interested in signing up for it. So the Black Friday deals, you're going to get a better deal by having access to items earlier than mere mortals if you join Walmart Plus, just join it for a month for $12.95, and then you get the free ship on all the stuff you order, and you'll have access to all the sale items early. What kind of deals? Okay, so prices on a lot of things are not going to be as cheap as we were used to before COVID. But they're going to have a 55-inch Roku TV for $228. They're going to have robotic vacuums, $99. Bucks. There's going to be a bunch of items that you can track and follow on ClarkDeals.com. So we have a rundown of the various phases of the Walmart sale. Walmart uh, also owns Sam's Club. Sam's Club sale starts three days after the Walmart sale on a lot of the hot Christmas items, electronics, that sort of thing. And so you can see what's available if you're a Sam's Club member on their sale and compare it to what's available on the Walmart sale, as an example, because they're just days apart with the Sam's Club kind of being between the two big phases of the Walmart Black Friday sales. Amazon, so far, even though they're already promoting daily Christmas deals, the prices are not very aggressive on the Amazon sale. And I just want you to know, it's really going to be important if you are a big Amazon Prime shopper that you look what's available at other retailers, at Costco, at Sam's, at Walmart, at Target, at local retailers, at Lowe's, Home Depot, you name it. Um, and so this year, 
Amazon, at least by outward appearances, look like they're more focused on making money than they are in offering you deals that are widespread. They will have some more narrow ones. They already do on a lot of the Amazon-owned electronics, the cameras, the doorbells, the various security systems, and the technology like the tablets, the Fire tablets, the Amazon's new private label TVs as well. But this year so far, Amazon looks like it's going to be about convenience and not about price. Krista? Clark, Richard in Connecticut says, I was impacted by the Southwest Airlines flights last weekend. I managed to find a reasonable replacement flight at Spirit Airlines, but that was only half of my concern. This event really makes me rethink travel arrangements and what I should do differently, maybe purchase travel insurance. I lost prepaid airport parking as I switched from JFK to Newark when I moved to Spirit. I would have lost my Marriott points that I'd redeemed for the stay. Luckily, I didn't have a rental car because none were available. I also had four tickets to see the Patriots play the Texans. I was in full panic mode when Southwest canceled and didn't know what I could do differently. I was in a no-win situation. As it turned out, I made the game. The Patriots won. We had fun, but our visit was stressful and truncated. Well, Richard, you and hundreds of thousands of other people suffered so much um, in your case, not as much financially as other people, but uh, emotionally from the whole thing of not knowing if you were going to get there, how you're going to get back, all of that. And it's good for you that you were able to make replacement arrangements on Spirit that didn't tear your wallet apart. Uh, And there are a couple of things. One, some credit cards that are travel-oriented offer, if you use them for the travel, free travel insurance with your purchase. And that would help you with flight interruptions, cancellations, delays, and deal with some of the expenses. Um, That would be an alternative. Also, you could look at uh, trip cancellation, trip interruption insurance. Normally, what I don't recommend buying for an airline flight. Um, But You bring up circumstances of all the various things that went wrong. The question would be, the trip insurance policies vary so much from how narrow they are to how wide the coverage is. You'd have to avoid the brochure hype and get into the exclusions, terms, and conditions if you're going to buy an individual trip insurance policy to see if it really would cover all the eventualities you named the parking you forfeited, the hotel points you would have lost, the tickets to the game, all those. I don't think any of them would help you with the tickets to the game, by the way. (laughs) Um, All the various elements that happened. And if you go to a site like Insure My Trip, where you can dig deep into different providers' policies, then that would maybe find you one that would give you the peace of mind you're looking for. This is from Michael in Texas. Open enrollment is here, and I'm thinking about taking the HSA leap. My question is, how do I ensure I'm only charged my insurance provider's negotiated rate and not the retail rate when I go to my doctor's office? And what about in case of an emergency? Michael, those are wonderful questions. So remember, with an an HSA-eligible health care plan, a high-deductible one, 
your visits to medical providers are all key to meeting that deductible before the insurance starts paying. As part of the process of presenting that insurance, your card, your high deductible insurer's card, and number to a provider, that then triggers your eligibility for that insurer's negotiated rates, not the full retail that you might pay otherwise. And so I've not heard from people having problems with that particular issue. But what I do want you to pay attention to is the HSAs that are available in the marketplace. A lot of them are really junky with very high fees on the HSA. I want you to look around for plans that have very low fees. One of my favorites is the one from Fidelity Investments. From Lawyer in Ohio, I just read the answer to a question a listener asked Clark about the COLA from Social Security and if people who wait to receive Social Security will get the increase. Clark's answer was that for people who are 62 but not yet receiving Social Security, their benefits will increase for when they do start receiving it. My follow-up question is this. What if you are under 62 and not eligible yet? I look at my projected amounts yearly from Social Security to see what they say I will make if I retire as soon as I'm eligible and also if I retire at 70. Will the increase also be reflected in the projected amount that Social Security calculates for people who are not yet retired? Yes, and I would say I, I did. Um, there were so many elements and so much complexity with how Social Security works that I did too much shorthand when I talked before about the 5.9% cost of living adjustment, the largest in a long, long time. And yes, you will see that the new base benefit reflects in your money that is projected you'll receive even though you are not yet at Social Security age and even for the projections of when you'll receive it later. But again, it's only a projection because we don't know forward-looking what the cost of living adjustment will be each year moving forward till when you do start receiving Social Security. And Ron in Georgia says everyone's getting excited about the 5.9% Social Security raise, but no one's talking about the increase in Medicare premiums, not even Clark Howard. The Medicare premium increases every time we get a cost of living increase. So that 5.9 will probably be 2 to, or 2.1%. Tell the whole story when talking about this. Ron, thank you for bringing that up. And yes, um, in the years prior to this one, when the increases in Social Security uh, COLA, cost of living adjustments, were ultra tiny, microscopic, non-existent, the cost of Medicare premiums kept going up because the cost of health care is going up at several times the general rate of inflation in the economy, and then that's reflected in Medicare premiums. So regardless of what happens with the cost of living adjustment each year in Social Security, including this big nearly 6% bump this year for, you know, for next year, the reality is the cost of medical care is not under control in the United States, and that does erode into the purchasing power of retirees, whether they're taking Medicare but not yet taking Social Security, or whether they've both taken Social Security and are on Medicare. The truth is, more and more of the money they have available to them each month 
is being hurt by the increasing cost of medical care, including Medicare premiums. And I want to tell you, if we didn't get to your question or you want one-on-one advice, do you know we have that for you? It's free. It's been a service we have offered as part of our show since 1993. You can meet, reach a member of our Team Clark Consumer Action Center weekdays, Monday through Friday, from 10 Eastern to 4 in the afternoon Eastern at 636-49-CLARK. And remember, I'm on vacation next week. No show. <laughs>